Hey guys. Welcome to another episode of Pew Time with Tony. And Jackie. And uh, happy, happy 4th of July to you guys. I hope you had a wonderful and safe weekend. Hopefully everybody still has ten fingers because you need them if you shoot. Or if you started with nine, you still have nine. Yeah. No. Fair. Hopefully you didn't minus one any digits. Right. <laughs> so. We had a lot of uh, proper things that we did this weekend that you should do on the 4th of July. They were all shooting things. Yes. It was, was fantastic. We'll get into that in just a second. Let's get right into gun news. So there's been talk and some factual and some rumors going around um, about UPS dropping uh, gun stores, dealers, and stuff like that from shipping. Now, factual, I have the Senate letters. Factual... There is a retailer called Ghost Guns, which they do just sell regular parts. That's just their name. And they do sell 80% stuff, but they do not ship to states that do not allow it. Rumor, at least to me, if you guys have a screenshot, I would love to see it. But a headline keep getting thrown around is they've even gone after Brownells. I have yet to see anything from Brownells. Supposedly they made a post. I scoured it. I couldn't find it. Couldn't find a screen cap from anyone. So if you guys have one, please send it to me. I'd love to see it. Yeah. And uh, allegedly and not... this post went out from Brownells on their Facebook on Friday, but is nowhere to be found. Right. I'm not saying it couldn't have happened either. Mm-hmm. Very well could have been, especially with these letters. Right. So this letter, I'm just going to read the cliff notes. Um, I'll take a screen grab. And I'll throw them inside the, the image. You can just swipe on, like, IG if you want to read it. Uh, the whole document is 84 pages long, but it's basically the same letter sent to over a dozen different couriers. Including FedEx, UPS, USPS, SIA, like, all the big, um, big U- Union Pacific... Yeah. So, let's jump in and kind of give you the uh, notes on what exactly was said here. Uh, Dear Mr. Insert Courier Name here, Mm -hmm. we are writing to request information on the number of firearms shipped by Courier during the last five years. Right away, hmm. We are concerned that lax shipping security measures are contributed to the epidemic of gun violence in this country by allowing criminals to use stolen firearms to commit crimes. For that reason, we request that you provide information about couriers' policies to secure firearm shipments and prevent their loss and theft. I'm all for having measures and stuff like that. And security, right? I mean, right. You do want to make sure your stuff's not stolen. Right. That should be a given. Federal law imposes strict rules on parties shipping firearms in interstate commerce. Under existing law, only licensed gun dealer manufacturers, known as FFLs, can ship a firearm across state lines. FFLs can only ship a firearm to another FFL and are required to notify a common courier, such as UPS, FedEx, that a package contains a firearm. 
Common couriers are further prohibited from delivering a firearm across state lines without obtaining written acknowledgement of receipt from a recipient. Basically an adult signature. Right. And in 2016, the BA... Oh, why did everyone put that? The ATF, or the EFT, mm-hmm. requires FFLs but not shippers to notify law enforcement within 48 hours if a firearm is lost or stolen. <clears throat> Despite these rules, criminals appear to be exploiting shippers' policies and procedures around firearm shipments. Between 2010 and 14, law enforcement reportedly recovered more than 6,600 guns used in crimes that were traced back to dealers who claimed to have never received them and never reported the theft or loss to law enforcement. Now, there is a little one thing at the bottom. <clears throat> that stat is from Brian Frescos, guns stolen from UPS and other shipping curb. Shipping companies are turning up at crime scenes. The Trace. So, that was thetrace.org. Mm-hmm. That was an article. According to a recent Los Angeles Times report, criminals, criminal gangs sold guns that were traced back to stolen shipments of 36 handguns. There's a number little two, Richard Winston and Rachel Uranga from the LA Times. That's the article. <clears throat> a, a shipment of 46 stolen shotguns was linked to the theft of a Southern Californian rail yard. Although the government statistic on stolen firearms are incomplete, these stories suggest that firearm shipments are a particularly weak link in the secure firearm supply jump. Supply chain. This last part just makes you go, really? This problem likely worsened during the COVID-19 pandemic. Over the past two years, gun sales have skyrocketed in part because the Trump administration declared that FFLs were essential businesses and therefore exempt from many pandemic restrictions. This decision allowed dealers to sell more guns than ever before. To meet this demand, fire manufacturers and dealers ship guns across state lines in huge numbers, providing new opportunities for criminals to exploit the weak regulations and lack security measures in the shipment process. Right. Right. So, because you guys made a hostile country, and people felt the need to protect themselves, yes, that was all Trump's fault. Right. No, fuck him. Not his fault. People wanted to protect themselves. People right. were taking responsibility for their own safety. Right. I mean, when people came in to buy guns, the reason wasn't, well, because you're an essential business, and it's really the only place I can go to spend my money. <laughs> No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know exactly what it was. Uh, because where we are is definitely more democratic and more blue. Uh, our illustrious governor also declared them essential businesses. Right. So, who is blue through and through. So, I'll tell you why they were essential businesses. No one will tell you everyone wants to sugarcoat it it's real simple if you would have made us not an essential business we would have still remained open because i know i would have yeah i'd have told you to fuck off right and you don't want them problems so instead of fighting you decided yeah you should just be an essential business right well i mean there are some places that are law enforcement exclusive that you can't really say 
only people that only deal in law enforcement and not civilians. They did it to avoid a problem. And I guarantee they're like, oh, people aren't going to run out and buy guns. You guys have turned this into absolute craziness. Right. Yeah, they're going to want to defend themselves. Right. Anyway, the page goes on to go on and on and on for reasons they're concerned and they want the companies to explain their policies and whatnot, how many packages, they want statistics and stuff like that. And this was all signed by... uh, Where are we at here? Sorry, it's... Quite lengthy. Yeah. Thank you for your attention to this important matter. If you have any questions about these requests, please contact Danny Vinick of Senator Markey's staff. Sincerely, signed, Edward J. Markey, Richard Blue Menthol, Cory Booker, Diane Feinstein, Christopher Murphy. And that goes on for over 80-something pages. Yep. So if each one is only three pages long, you know, gives you an idea of how many... How many carriers got that letter. Yep. Lots. Tons. So it remains to be seen. Those five senators are who are requesting that information from the Correct. Only those five. So I do think they have scared people, like UPS, into sending ghost firearms a letter. I don't have a copy of it. If you're interested, it's really easy to Google. Just type in UPS drops ghost firearms Mm -hmm. and you'll find it. Uh... I do think in that letter, if I'm not mistaken, where it's been buzzing around when you search it, uh, UPS saying that if they think basically that it contains ghost gun parts that they'll uh, seize and destroy packages. Uh, Good luck with that. Imagine how many guns they're going to, oops, accidentally destroy. Yeah, you want to talk about a security measure? Right. Oh, that was destroyed. Why was that destroyed? Right. Because you thought it had a gun in it? Right. Take guns out of the equation. That's people's personal property. Yeah, someone already paid for the item. Right. Ridiculous. Anyway. Got some new gun shit to talk about? We do. I like new gun shit. Let's talk about that. Fucking people. So, this one I'm kind of excited about. Uh, I know you... Could probably care less. It's got to be a 5.7 something. It is a 5.7. This is the PSA or Palmetto State Armory rock. It is a full size 5.7. Looks like a TX-22. Had a baby with a Ruger 5.7. Kind of give you an idea of what it looks like. Yes. It'll definitely be in the show note picture. For sure. Uh, Best description ever. When you told me that, I was like, really? I can kind of see what that looks like. And sure enough, that's exactly what I thought it looked like. Yeah. I think it's a lot of, like, the, the shape of the trigger. Yeah. Is very, like, the, it looks just like a TX-22 trigger. Yeah. Um, and then just from there, it, it blossoms into the red-headed stepchild of the two. Uh, 23 plus 1 magazines. They are steel. The gun weighs in at 25 ounces with a 4.7 inch barrel. So three and more it, rounds capacity than everyone else. Right. The FN Currently. and the Ruger are only 20 round magazines. Right. So three rounds up on their competitors and a huge, huge, huge price slash compared to the other two. MSRP is four ninety nine ninety nine. 
Oh, the Ripper's only what five ninety nine, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's still like when it first came out, it was closer to like seven, is it seven? like six fifty seven is where it was. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean it's come down since then, but you know okay. it's still not uh, FN pricing. That's for sure. I did read on this one. They look identical to Ruger 5.7 mags. Uh, but PSA is saying they will not work in Rugers, and Rugers will not work in theirs. But visually, they look the same? Yes. Okay. They look very, very close. So if you own both, maybe mark them. <laughs> I'll be very careful and not yeah. try and use them in the other. Uh, what else do we have that's new this week? Uh, Maxim Defense is coming out with a new 9 PDW-style gun called the MD-9. Little shorty nine mil, uh, rifle or pistol, depending on your configuration. Mm-hmm. Uh, five point eight inch barrel comes with either their PDW brace or their stock. Radiant charging handle, ALG trigger. All thrown in, MSRP, two grand, so nineteen ninety five. And that's the same price whichever model you go with. Right now, Maxim's always had uh, higher pricing. But if you really think about it, with the exception of the SB brace being a hundred and something dollars cheaper, um, they do make good stuff. Like it's very high quality. Uh, their regular PDWs are just really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a good looking gun too. It is a great looking gun. I'm I'm kind of tired of the. Oh look, we got another clock making here. <laughs> Ooh, and that's just not me saying that as a like. A scorpion guy. I like mm. the MPX, right? <laughs> I think the Ruger carbine is cool because it's different. Yeah. Speaking of things that's not different. Not different. Uh, with only mild changes from all the other... Uh, uh, this has quite a bit, though. Well, the, Visually, the, it looks different. So, SIG has the M400 DH3 that they just introduced, um, which is a, a variant of the Tread. Right. Essentially, um, so it is a competition rifle for three gun designed by Team Sig's Daniel Horner. Um, so he basically put his own two cents in to refine the platform and make it a little bit more pinpointed towards using it in three gun. Uh, it is their first ever rifle from. SIG Custom Works. Full ambi controls. Uh, they redesigned the bolt catch and bolt release. The Timney DH3 two-stage trigger. A custom DH3 tech mod stock. This part I really like a lot. It, is a, it has their fluted stainless 223 wild barrel. Mm-hmm. Which I like a lot. Because you have a rifle with that barrel in it. Starscream. And I... Until I... Until you got yours, I didn't understand the benefit of the 223 Wild Barrel. So I really like that they put that in there. Um, it has a three-chamber compensator for muscle rise reduction. And the MSRP on this gun, are you guys ready, is still unlisted. Yeah. Which is a huge shocker, right? Because SIG never puts MSRP on their website. And I read through several, several articles trying to find it and the only thing in common that i found across all of them is that the msrp is still not listed 
You're trying to get my attention. Yes. Did you have anything to add on that item? Well, it's a good-looking gun. It is a good-looking gun. Comes in a weird gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is listed as, like, um, like, grayish, silver, pewter, kind of. Like, it's, it's a very pretty gray. Yeah. It's not, like, a muted. It's, it's almost a flashy gray without being shiny. Are you, any guesses on the MSRP? Um... I would guess right in like the eighteen to two thousand range. I'm gonna say this is gonna be every bit of twenty six fifty. Twenty six fifty, okay. I know the regular treads somewhere in like the fifteen hundred range. Yeah, this has a comp, a regular its own stock, the new Ambi stuff. It has a Timney trigger already in it. It's gonna add up twenty six fifty is my guess. Twenty six fifty. MSRP. Yeah, I think. I think street price is going to be around twenty five. Okay, I I can see that with all the stuff. Uh, I want to see it, but I can see it. Yeah. Swamp Fox, what a day to release something too! They actually released this on July fourth. Uh, it is their Saber Five X Prism. So this thing has the. Let's see if I can remember how they did it. The largest field of view. On the market for a prism optic. Yeah, I think they advertise a 10 MOA field of view. That's pretty good. So it's a uh, aluminum bodied 5X magnification in the name. Uh, 36 mil lens diameter, uh, a little over 44 MOA outer ring, uh, 4x4 MOA crosshair. Anti-fog, anti-scratch, blah, 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 blah. Ten illumination positions. Weighs just under 25 ounces. Takes 123 batteries. 3,000 hours battery life. And it has uh, Picatinny rails on the sides and on the top. What does it have? Picatinny rail. Picatinny rail, Picatinny rail. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> help myself. It's an illness. <laughs> anyway. Um... To mount their like justice or other RMR sized uh, micro dots or mini red dots. Very nice. I didn't see a price for this one either. I did not. Mm -hmm. Oh, just kidding. Was it five forty? That's mm -hmm. it. But it may also be a special because it is right underneath the words Fourth of July sales bonanza. Oh. So, I do not know if that 539 is a special price for the 4th of July or a forever price. It's not marked otherwise. Oh, it so. has Picatinny rails on the sides. My bad. Not the top. Tops are where the buttons is. Tops are where the buttons is, yes. he says. You know what I said. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. It is. I wonder how much the green one is. They do come in red or green, so you can choose. It does not come with both, or you can select. You would be choosing that at the checkout if you want the red or the green ring. <laughs> shake and wake motion auto sensing. Like shake and bake. Shake and bake, baby. Let's go. And that concludes our gun news. Sweet. On to... My favorite segment. Shooting sports? Shooting sports. Let's do it. 
our shooting sports consisted of us shooting a match. Yes. On a very, very... Uh, hot. Yeah. It was not supposed to be that hot. No. Hot day. Very hot. But a very fun day. Too much water. Or too much sun, not enough water. <laughs> All bad combination. And I forgot to sunblock my legs and my arms. I didn't remember <laughs> to sunblock my face, so I don't look any tanner. Well, I'm still white. That's basically it. My face, but my shoulders and my legs are sunburned. So, there's that. So we shot the North Porter County uh, local match. You shot Carry Optics. I did. You took 13th out of 25th. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to be back in Carry Optics? I like it. Yeah? I... Fuck, I love that gun. <laughs> I shot the 320, obviously, in with the AXG module with the brass lock. Grips, grips and backstrap. Oh man, is that a nice shooter? Oh, I absolutely loved it. Uh, I do have a confession. Uh, you guys will be in my little confessional booth. Uh, I drew my gun from the holster for the very first time at the safety table the morning of. So there's that. And now. On to other things. You shot open. <laughs> well, how, well, how did it feel? How did it feel shooting again? It felt really good shooting it again. Um, and, you know, just like a bicycle, you know, get back on it. It was weird how, like, quick my make ready was without having to futz around with the open holster. <laughs> just check it out. Dots on. Rack it. Back in the holster. Boop. <laughs> this is also your first time shooting with an SRO. How'd you like it? I liked it. Huh? Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, I didn't really... I'm, I'm Obviously, you've been pushing me more to be more target-focused, so I'm trying my hardest not to even notice that there's anything there except that this little red flash flies up in my vision as I'm looking at my A-zone. So, it's... It doesn't seem any easier or more difficult to pick up than the hollow sun just because I am I'm really, really I promise I'm trying I'm practicing <laughs> but you're not though you just admitted you weren't no drawing I picked up my gun a handful of times this week okay I haven't actually drawn it like put my rig on and drawn from the holster or done mag changes from the holster like none of none of no it didn't happen okay because I have other guns with red dots that I practice with my visual focus any other takeaways from the match any oh. stages or challenges uh, or you did I, really good on steel I did so good on steel oh my gosh I shocked myself three shooters ahead of me yeah Twista went mm -hmm. Five for five on the Steel Star. The Texas Star. Yep. And I was recording him. And one for one on the poppers. And one for one on the poppers. So he went one for one on six poppers and then straight over to the five round Texas Star. Didn't miss a single one. And I was recording him and I was shocked. And I was like, oh my God, 
You're the man. You just went one for one on all the steel. Oh my god, that was so good. And as I walked up range to get ready for mine, I told the RO, Paul, Mr. Warren, that <laughs> I should probably make sure I have two extra mags with me when I head down to the bottom where all the steel is. And he goes, don't speak the bad things into the universe. And I said, you're right, you're right. I could probably go, I could, maybe I could go one for one also. And you know what? I did. And it was not slow turtly just to get my hits either. It was, it was, you know, I won't say gamey. It wasn't gamey by any means, but I wasn't being a turtle about it. Mm -hmm. so I was very excited that I went one for one on steel. That was probably my, like, highlight of the entire day was that. And the thing I need to work on is what we've actually discussed uh, a couple times in the last day uh, is that I need to move faster. Yep. I need to get my ass in gear. I need to, like, boogie. Like, I need to run from position to position. This is not lollygagging. I'm not going to move up the ranks or be any better than I am now if I don't move faster. hate running. <laughs> you hate running. Oh, hate I, hate I feel. I hate running. You also shot a division that you don't normally shoot. Well, I mean, I've shot it quite a few times recently. Uh, well, yeah, but not in the traditional sense. True. I did shoot open. Yay! Uh, and boo! I took 5th out of 13, um, and finally shot a, quote, proper open gun. What I uh, borrowed, uh, we talked about it on the last podcast, I borrowed my buddy Albert's uh, Carnet, his little uh, fastback backup blaster. I'm not going to lie, it was, it was awesome to shoot. Yeah. I had a lot of fun shooting it. You look like you had fun. Um, the gun shoots amazing. It was a uh, interesting learning experience shooting open. <clears throat> what would you say was different about it than you were expecting? So, ever since I started getting into competition shooting, I always wanted to shoot open. I was always attracted to the race guns. I always think they're, to me they're just badass looking. And I just recently started playing, and then this is the first time I've actually, like, shot, shot one. And as much shit as I just gave you, uh, I dry-fired with it once. Uh, didn't get any live fire practice with it. So, uh, wasn't really prepared. But, um, everyone thinks that you have this badass open gun, and you're going to automatically shoot better and faster and all this other stuff and open guns are so easy to shoot blah 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 but that's just it is the gun easy to shoot is it a mechanical advantage yes it's got every mechanical advantage baked into it as you possibly can that's its nature it's an open class gun so turns out it also amplifies uh, every little movement that you do uh, you have to go that much faster. Um, 
it's not very it's not very fair i guess you really got to shoot it over again to find out like oh yeah anyone can do that but can you though because i couldn't mm -hmm. it is like shooting lasers you just have to know like there's so much more that goes into grip it's, it's so weird to grip a gun properly and to shoot it and it feel like it doesn't move when you're expecting yeah when you're expecting sort of like to like snap and movement it's gonna snap i need to reset like I, there's timing to that i'm so used to having a gun go off come back down and this didn't do that this was just like you pulled the trigger that's nice here pull it again <laughs> like so that was kind of cool and it realized so much other things you have to be really, really good at to be very competitive and open. So, the challenge Rainbows I look forward isn't one of them. No. <laughs> uh, definitely getting a holster properly set up is one. Mine snagged quite a few times. I forgot that 2011s have safeties. Quite a few times. Mm -hmm. And um, if you guys know Albert, he's a, uh, he's a normal sized human compared to me. And um, he has his racker on the left side of the gun, which is where most righties have it. Uh, the racker is a little too shallow for me, and I clip my thumb uh, quite a few times. The really bad one was on Bay Five. It was on the classifier stage, stage. Stage six. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one hurt. That one I out loud said that hurt. Yeah. So. I would Everyone definitely have to have that switch. Everyone was very confused, though. Yes. Because. Oh, that hurt. Everyone's like, what? What hurt? You had good hits. Like, emotional damage? Like, yeah. what do you mean that hurt? I'm like, oh, I bet you any money that Racker hit his thumb. Yeah, that one, I don't know if it, like, smacked just the tip of it. If it bent it back, I'm not, it hurt. <laughs> just the tip. Just the tip. I will say the 2011s are growing on me. They're very cool. And shooting this gun was quite a treat. I, I did enjoy it a ton. It's so interesting to see, like... I was like, oh, I'm going fast. And I look at the video, I'm like, well, that really wasn't that fast. And the flow and just the, the timing is what really got me. It's like everything just happens so much faster. Mm -hmm. You know, I can split any gun really fast. And most times, I know I'm not, because I'm not superhuman, so the only way I can describe it is, on a normal gun, it's like, -da 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 -da, and I can kind of get in the rhythm with it. Being super fresh on a 2011 and an open gun, I felt like the gun was waiting on me. Mm -hmm. It was like, pop, wait, where you been, bro? Pull the trigger, let's go. Come on, we gotta go to the next target, we gotta go. Yeah. I'm like, I've never felt this before. Like, usually I gotta like manhandle a gun. Like I usually shoot like a polymer limited gun or something, a lighter gun. This the heaviest gun I've ever shot. Uh, this is, it was quite the experience. I'm sure you eventually get used to it, but having it so fresh and so abnormal to what I normally shoot was very cool. Yeah, I really wish you would have had a chance to get to feel. Like that rhythm, the timing, the the how quickly it's ready for you after you pull the trigger to go again, 
before the match, but on the other side of the coin, getting to watch you learn mid-match, learn from it, and throughout the stage, go faster and faster and faster. Was, was a, it was a treat to be able to watch you learn and watch the light bulb come on and watch you get to know it live. Which, uh, that's kind of cool to know. Because I actually did practice with it today while we were on the range. And I just did your normal stuff. I did regular, I did group shooting and I did doubles. Mm -hmm. And the doubles was where I was really starting to like. Open up. Yeah, really starting to see what I could do with a gun. And holy shit. Like, you got proper grip and then you have a proper comp and ports. You let her eat, like. Party on. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I was doing just, it went from doubles to like, I wonder if I can keep this group size just shooting. Like, no doubles, nothing like that. Just give me a big stick full. I want to see how big this group gets. And it didn't, it didn't, it didn't get, get very, very big. big. No. I was like, this, this is awesome. Like, this is very cool. Yeah. So I probably shouldn't have done it. Because <laughs> now he's got the bug. Yeah. Which is why when we first said he shot open, I said yay and oh shit all at the same time. Yeah. It's, uh... He has to have one. I, I, I may. I may, yes. You absolutely will have one. Oh, oh, we forgot a piece of gun news. Shoot. My bad, guys. It made me think of, you will have one. All right. Masterpiece Arms is coming out with their own open pistol. That's right. So you're right. Maybe I will. (laughs) We did talk about this earlier. I can't believe we forgot to mention it. Right. So Masterpiece Arms uh, has worked with uh, team shooters David Lyle. And Travis Tomasi. Travis currently has the limited gun that they made for him. And then he also has a 9mm. I have a feeling Travis is going to start shooting open. What are you looking for? My water. I think the cat stole it. That's right. Go on. Anyway. uh, It's the MPA MPA DS9 open pistol. Uh, Your description... Uh, nine major, three port comp, um, MPA designed and produced optic mount. You can get it for the RTS two, Romeo three, Vortex Razor. Uh, it's got an adjustable thumb rest, left side removable slide racker. We're gonna have to talk to him about that, mm-hmm. or get one of those really tall, like ape hanger ones. I'd be okay with one of those. Mm-hmm. I feel uh, like one that's on Black Betty is very tall. Like not tall enough. You have to look at Mark's gun. Mark has a very tall one. Okay. Uh, competition tune trigger, competition beaver tail high ride, shielded thumb safety. Yes. Custom ported barrel, stainless steel aggressive texture grip, and custom trigger shoot length. You can do short, medium, or long. And what's cool is you can get this frame sliding comp in black or stainless, and then the control parts, black, stainless, tin, which is gold, or blueberry. And their blueberry looks so good. 
Oh, is that the one you showed me the picture of? Yes. Very nice. Barrel finish, black or stainless, mango finish, black, red, matte, polished, red, aluminum, gold or blue. All these different colors. And 38 Super Comp coming soon. Hmm. The cool thing about this, that whole gun, and I believe this comes with uh, one magazine, I want to say. It doesn't say... Yes, here it is. Comes with two mags, one one seventy and one one forty. Pretty good start. Mm -hmm. For the price of drumroll, guys, she just smacked her boobies for her drumroll. It, it was, was amazing. Bongos. <laughs> They're a different type of drum. <laughs> anyway, price forty five hundred dollars. That's pretty freaking good. Yeah. So, uh, oh look, they have a paid deposit where it's only 20%. Drop the phone <laughs> and walk away slowly. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm serious, drop the phone. <laughs> so I, I had a lot of fun with the open gun, I can't wait to do it. But, flip side, when we went to practice today, I shot my production gun. It was funny watching you try to do reloads. <laughs> I may be a little out of practice. You definitely have been shooting high cap way too long. Yeah. And from now until August 23rd, you will be practicing reloads every single day. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so this is actually the first time that I actually had good rounds through the 5-inch P10F. And I'm going to save most of the talk about it for the upcoming video for it. Because I don't want to spoil it. But I will say this. There were some things I really hated about the gun. And there were some things I really loved about the gun. I do like how it shoots and I'm very glad that that's what I'm shooting for August for Illinois. And I'm looking forward to it. Also at that match, I broke a mag pouch. So. You got a thing with breaking mag pouches. Didn't you break they, one in Nationals a couple years ago? I did. They need to make these things more sturdy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Hmm. But I'm practicing for, so yeah, you're right. Every day, dry fire, reloads every day. Mm -hmm. That's going to be my life up until August. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Illinois match. Got a notification today. Uh, I love what they put out. Small pistol primers. Great. Got your attention. Uh, but SNS, thank you very much, guys. Uh, they are donating primers as random giveaway at the match. 1500 are going to a lucky member of staff. 1500 going to Saturday member shooter. And 1500 going to a Sunday shooter. I do love this. It says for the split day squads, you'll be entered into either one or the other. No double dipping. Ha ha. Yes. <laughs> uh, so heads up, stages are designed. Going to be sent to DNRI for approval. Looking to be around 300 rounds. 
So very exciting. Cannot wait. You guys always put on a fantastic match. So, and this will be my very first time shooting at that range. That'll be your first time. That'll be my first time back. Since the foot. Since the foot. And the tree. Fuck that tree. Bring an axe with us. <laughs> I should bring some orange spray paint and go all fern gully on it. <laughs> That's funny. Well, um, I don't think we had any questions submitted this week. Nope, which didn't ask for Is incredibly unfortunate. Because we may not have put it up in our stories asking for them. But if you listen to the podcast last week, we asked you. That's true. So, if you do have any questions, any CCCs to submit, comments, concerns, topics to cover, would you like us to help you pick out the perfect gun? Dry fire tips for Jackie? Dry fire tips for Jackie. I don't give a shit. Send them in. <laughs> I might do them, I might not. Who knows? But you can send them in. Got that new shirt coming out. Do you have a new shirt coming out? It'll be out by the end of the week. Okay. And if you guys hadn't seen the Supreme line yet, head over to laughandload.com, see what the shirt's all about. I know more and more people because I've had to process the orders. Uh, they have their shirts and they will have them out very, very soon. So you should be seeing them around some matches, hopefully near you. Probably if you want to get your own. Or so. Yes. Head over to laughandload.com. Uh, you can always reach us at Laugh and Load on Facebook or Instagram or at PewTimePodcast at gmail.com. That's all I got. I got to pee. I'll talk with y'all later. Bye.